0: you guys doing all right today that was good can we give it up for the worship that was awesome um we we are blessed with uh some some talented musicians but also some talented teens so um uh yeah it it was just a um i was blessed by that this morning which honestly is um is what we're going to kind of talk about um it's interesting this year feels different for me with christmas um but I uh, want to want to just recap a little bit. So last week was our first week of Advent. Pastor Aaron talked about hope um, and just the hope that we can find in Christ. Um, but how in this season um, sometimes hope can elude us, and just like all of the things um, can uh, can elude us, joy, love, um, peace. Uh, but he, he went through and walked us through uh, how we are to go and, and tell and share that hope that we have to a hurting and discouraged world. And um, this week's topic, this week's uh, word, I guess you could say, is joy. So I have the, the joy of sharing that with you um, today. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how we are all searching for joy especially in this season, and I want us to look at what it uh, looks like to move from, and, and originally I kind of called this from bitterness to joy, but as the Lord kind of worked on my heart, and as I just um, started to, to pray through and had conversations with others, I really felt like um, it was moving from a lot of things, whether that was bitterness, busyness, uh, stress, whatever that looked like, to joy. And so we have these feelings that start to well up within us in this season that sometimes we can't help because um, that's just part of the season, I guess, is what we, what we have kind of told ourselves. Um, but before we get into the message, um, I, I want to lighten the mood a little bit with a funny story. So um, those of you that follow our Facebook pages, uh, the South Creek uh, kids pages and our actual church page on Facebook will have probably seen that uh, Pastor Aaron and I have the joy of and privilege of uh, doing chapels this year with our, uh, our South Creek preschool kids. And so it's been awesome. It, it honestly is a highlight of our month. We do it the last week of the month. Um, and uh, there, I say this to say that I, I really... Love kids, um, but I love when we're, when we're leaving too, then I don't have to deal with them the whole day because um, we, we, have to do, we do like seven in a week. And so seven chapels, that um, which they're not long, I should, I should preface that, they're not long chapels. Um, but we, it is funny because sometimes when we're gearing up for that seventh chapel, I can feel a little bit like the Beatles going into their farewell tour, like carrying my guitar down there and Aaron and I were like, we got one more to go. And, uh, so this week was on joy and, um, Aaron had a, had a really, uh, fun time with this. So did all the other teachers. So I don't know how many of you grew up in a church where you sang the song, um, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my soul where down in my, yeah. And so I, evidently I was like gone that day when they taught that song, um, cause I did not know it. And so, uh. Aaron was trying to teach me how it would go, um, which if you've ever heard Aaron sing, that, that was fun too. Um, he was trying to teach me how it would go, and um, we, we were singing the song, and I kind of came up with my own version of it. And so Aaron was like, you can't do that, because then when the kids go to sing it somewhere else, they're going to think that, it, that, that your version is like the original version, but it's not that. And so they're going to be the ones that are singing it wrong when they go to all these other different places in life. And so, um, so yeah, we're going to have uh, lessons on how that song goes afterwards. I want to hear all the different interpretations, but um, no, it is funny because the, the kids love that part, and uh, Aaron had a lot of fun with me not knowing a simple children's song, um, but no, today we are talking about, um, about joy, and I asked this question uh, to social media. I asked the question of what is the biggest thing or obstacle that is preventing you from having joy in this season? And I got a lot of responses. Um, I told Aaron, too, like, maybe I shouldn't do that again. I had way too many responses. Um, But honestly, a lot of people have a hard time finding joy in this season, whether it's the busyness, the commercialization, uh, the financial stress, loneliness, or grief. A lot of people struggle in this time of year. And I think we try to put on this facade, like that we're okay, or we try to to act like nothing's wrong. But honestly... um, a lot of us struggle during this season, myself included. Um, for me, I said this year was different, um, and I, I don't—I can't explain why, other than probably—probably probably this message. Honestly, preparing for this message has helped me a lot, focusing on the joy of Christmas. Because, um, just personally for me, my—a lot of you know this. My dad died when I was 15. He died in November. And so this, this type of, uh, or this, this season, this year, um, this type, or this season of the year is really hard um, for me. My, my grandpa, who then took over as a father figure for me, died in November as well. And so there's a lot of, um, just for me, there's a lot of struggle going into uh, this season and realizing the loneliness, the grief that comes with it. And for you, it may be the same, where you've lost loved ones, Um, Maybe it's financial stress. Maybe it's just busyness and commercialization. This um, entertainment-focused world just really is hard for you to, to find joy in this season. And that's okay. That is okay. It's okay for you to struggle to find joy. And it's okay to not be okay in this season. Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians 610 he says that believe it or not we can actually be immersed in tears yet always filled with a deep joy we can be full of sorrow and grief yet still rejoice and that's hard sometimes for us to think about that we can truly have sadness that envelops us we can you know be shedding tears and still have this deep joy. And Paul says this because he realized that joy is not something. It's someone. That joy is, is Jesus. And I wonder how often we forget that. When we're chasing joy. And we're trying to fill our lives with all these things. Presence. Gatherings. Lights. Lights. All the things that are not inherently bad things, but when we try to substitute them for the, the person of Christ and the joy that He wants to bring into our life, that's where we start to to miss to miss it. In uh, Luke two, we're gonna it's gonna be up on the screen, but in Luke two, um, we get a glimpse at. Why they called this great joy. Why they call Jesus joy? In verse eight, it says, "That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angels reassured them. He said, "Don't be afraid," He said, "I bring you good news." that will bring great joy to all people. To all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you shall recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of clothing and lying in a manger. When Jesus came to this world, when Jesus came... To earth in the form of a child in the form of a baby he brought joy that no one had experienced then and no one will ever experience again this is what the people of God had prayed for this is what they had hoped for for so many years and the big point is that the good news of Jesus brought joy but it later turned to even better news with internal, eternal implications. Because joy, true joy, is a byproduct of a genuine relationship with Christ. And when you know about the good news, you see and experience the world differently. There's a there's a book that I um, I've been reading. Aaron uh, likes to give me a hard time. He says, I've been reading this book for two years. Um, which is not really wrong. Because um, every time he comes in, I, I've usually got this on my desk or I'm like pulling from it. It's, uh, it's called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. Um, and it's by Eugene Peterson. And the subtitle is Discipleship in an Instant Society. How we want instant gratification. And... Um, the reason I've been reading it for so long, um, well, one, I'm a slow reader, but two, um, is there's just so much packed into this. There really is. Have you ever ran across a book where you're just like, man, this is, this is just so full of, of truth, and it seems like every line you read, you know, you, you, you waste the highlighter on the whole book because every, every line you're reading is just it's so good, so powerful. Um, In this book, which I would encourage you to to get and to read, um, there's a chapter that he wrote all about joy. And I want to read just a little bit. I'm not going to read a long long section of it, but I want to read just this little piece of it because I felt like it just resonated with me uh, so well. And he talks about joy. He says, Joy is not a requirement of Christian discipleship. It is a consequence. It is not what we have to acquire in order to experience life in Christ. It is what comes to us when we are walking in the way of faith in obedience. He, He says later down, he says, We try to get it through entertainment. We pay someone to make jokes, tell stories, perform dramatic actions, sing songs. We buy the vitality of another's imagination to divert and enliven our own poor lives. The enormous entertainment industry in America is a sign of the depletion of joy in our culture. Society is a bored, gluttonous king employing a court jester to divert it after an overindulgent meal. But that kind of joy never penetrates our lives. It never changes our basic constitution. The effects are extremely temporary. A few minutes, a few hours... A few days at most. When we run out of money, the joy trickles away. We cannot make ourselves joyful. Joy cannot be commanded, purchased, or arranged. And then this is the last part that's that's really powerful. Get this. He says, but there's something we can do. We can decide to live in response to the abundance of God and not under the dictatorship of our own poor needs. We can decide to live in the environment of a living God and not our own dying selves. We can decide to center ourselves in the God who generously gives and not in our own egos, which greedily grab. I just, I don't know, that hit me of just how we're searching for joy in all the wrong places. And we have it right in front of us. And we've had it this whole time. And yet we look at all these other things to try to fulfill our lives, and it brings us temporary satisfaction. Happiness and pleasure are temporary, but joy is eternal. Do you hear that? Happiness and pleasure, they're temporary. They last for a little bit, but joy, true joy, that is found deep within our, within our hurts, within our pains, because even, even James talks about this, he says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. And so you look at that and you say, well, how can I find joy in hurt? How can I find joy in sadness? We're going to look at that more. We're going to look at why we can find joy in those things. In uh, 1 Peter 6 through 8, Peter talks about this. He says, so truly be glad there is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you have to endure many trials for a little while, These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him, now you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. You see, joy is the gift that God wants us to receive regardless of our circumstances or our feelings because joy is not just a thing, it's a person. It is Jesus. And so I want to ask you The question today, what are you trying to find joy in? What are you filling your life with that ultimately is leaving you empty and only lasting very temporarily? When ultimately, he says, you can have joy now with Christ, but eternally. When's the last time you thought about eternal things? I know for me that's not very often. I think about the now, I think about the present, I think about how can I find the joy tomorrow, next week, maybe I'll buy something, maybe I'll, you know, go get this food, maybe I'll do that, which in in and of itself, don't hear me, is is not, not wrong. But when we're shifting. Our focus to all these other things and trying to find joy through that. Joy is the gift that God wants us to receive. There's there's three practical things that I want you guys to to take away from this, and we're gonna expand on each one of them, but three big points that I want you to really get. The first one is practice being in the continual presence of Christ have you done that for me that that's that's a challenge where I'm practicing God's presence every single day and he sustains me I I mentioned how this season sometimes can be very hard for me Um, Every time we get to Christmas season, uh, I always struggle with picking songs um, because honestly, it's hard for me to find joy in this season. Um, It gets dark a lot sooner. It feels like the sun just hides from us. Um, There's happiness everywhere else, and sometimes that, that eludes me or that's you know, the joy seems to elude me. When I look at other people and I see the happiness that they have, sometimes I get jealous of that, if I'm honest. But I know that when I continually practice being in the presence of God, He's going to fill me up with that joy. He's going to continue to pour that joy into me, even when I feel this sadness because maybe the ones that I love are not going to be here this season or maybe because money is tight or maybe because honestly, it's just hard sometimes to to feel joy and to force it upon yourself. Practicing the continual presence of God will sustain our joy. And then number two, Finding and being a part of a joy filled community. Who do you surround yourself with? You know, the, the saying is like, you'll become those that you surround yourself with. You'll become like them, right? The people that you surround yourself with. And so, who are you spending time with? And are they bringing joy to your life or are they bringing negativity? That doesn't mean you cut them out, but just reassessing, saying, how do I find people that I can be in community with? A great way to start that. If you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling a lack of joy, come come today. Come to our our Christmas caroling and our chili cook-off. For me, that is a way that I can continually... Receive joy is being around people that love me, being around people that are can continually push me to find joy in Jesus, to find joy in Christ. And number three, spread joy, the good news, to those that are around you. Ultimately, We have so much to be joyful about. Have you ever met people that have been Christians for many, many years, but they're not joyful? Have you met anybody like that? If you haven't, then maybe you're that person. Um, Sorry to say. Uh, (laughs) Because we all have met those people, right? Where they just, they don't have joy. But yet... They've been coming to church for 50 years and they're there every Sunday. And again, that, that's okay. It's okay to, to hurt and to, to feel the brokenness. But ultimately, if you claim Christ, he should be your joy. And that should exude and that should flow out of you and be contagious to, contagious to other people around you. They shouldn't question whether or not you have a relationship with Christ after they've had an interaction with you. They should know. They should come away and say, man, that person has so much joy. And I just felt so encouraged by that. Again, we all have bad days. But ultimately, are you exuding joy to others? And are you spreading that good news. That's the gift that we, re, that we have. As believers, we have this gift of Christ, of joy that we should be giving out to everyone. And that's what this is all about is go tell it. Go tell others about the joy that you have found in Christ. Go tell others about how this miraculous Savior came in the form of a baby and ultimately Gave us joy now in the present, gave us joy in the past, gave us joy in the present, but also gave us joy for eternity. Do you have that? Do you have that joy? And if you don't have that joy, if you're struggling to find it, that's okay. Talk to somebody about that. Ask for prayer. Find community, people that love you, that are going to encourage you. And then you can share that same joy. I'm going to close with this quote. It says, it's by Henry Nowen. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. It says, joy does not simply happen to us. We have to choose joy and keep choosing it every day. Just like I've told a lot of people um, in my relationship with my wife, We're very compatible. We, um, and I don't say that to, to brag or anything. I'm just saying we're very compatible. We we get along really well, but it still is a conscious choice for me every day to love her. Just like it's a conscious decision every day when I wake up, if I'm gonna be joyous, if I'm gonna have joy, and that's not found within myself, it's not found within yourselves. It's found within the foundation that we have in Christ where he gives us that joy when we're struggling to find it on our own. And so choose joy. This Christmas season, that's my challenge to you. That's That was my challenge to myself. Because honestly, every time this season rolls around, it's hard for me. But this season, I was... Just telling some people i feel like through this god has been working on my own heart where i want to choose joy let's pray god i just ask that as we as we are struggling would just meet us where we're at and God for those of us that that aren't struggling that really this is a great time of year and, and for some reason joy just overcomes them God I pray that they would be able to rub off and rub shoulders with other people that maybe need that need the encouragement that need some joy God, as we continue down this Advent season to continue to look at ultimately why you came what you did and what you are doing and what you will do I pray that you would just give us a joy that is contagious and that other people would truly recognize something different. That when you experience your joy, that we would see the world differently and experience the world differently. Because we know that you are the source of that joy, that you sustain us. God, now as we sing this song about just more of you, and less of us, I pray that we would just truly believe that, that you are all that we need, and ultimately, you will give us everything we need. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.